We can't be canceled. And welcome everybody to beer, bourbon, and balderdash. Take three. <laughs> balderdash. Man. Am I muted? Am I muted? No, you're not muted. I unmuted oh, good. you. Yeah. I can't tell. I don't. I can't see your well, things. I muted myself because of that first time. So you're, you're the ma- you're the man behind the curtain with all the power and half the influence. Man, you know this this podcasting thing. When it works, it's great. When it doesn't, it's. It's like, uh, you know, calling up the IT department for technical stuff. Luckily, you and I can kind of troubleshoot. But the problem is, is that if we try to do a live show, at it, it just poor people, they'll just tune out. Yeah. Well, if we if we're going to do a live show, we'd have to start this nonsense like an hour early. Yeah. Like show up, get it set up yeah. and then like walk away until it's about to start, but leave it running. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's true. <laughs> Just have music right. playing or something like yeah. that. I don't know. I don't know. We can make it happen. <clears throat> well, Johnny, anyway, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. It's uh, a short week being Thanksgiving. I love it. I'm yeah. excited about that. Um, ready to see the family and do some nonsense. Excellent. How about you? Yeah. Um, same thing. Just, you know, doing my work. There's not many people that are doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. vendors aren't doing anything and whatnot. So I'm just kind of you know, in a holding pattern really. So, yep. You know, just yeah, uh, enjoying it. Put up the Christmas yeah. trees at, at work in the office and in the lobby. Um, I didn't decorate it. And when I told Dana, they want me to decorate it. She laughed and said, <laughs> don't they know that you just clump everything together? <laughs> I said, no, I said, but that's part of the beauty is that if I do a real terrible job, they won't ask me to do it again. <laughs> yeah, but the, didn't you try that ploy last year and it didn't work? Uh, I might have. <laughs> might there's certain Clear. things I just don't want to do. I don't want to decorate, and it's funny too because yeah. if we do anything at the office that mm-hmm. has any kind of decorating, and I'm in the meeting, like no one likes anything that I say. <laughs> like so, <laughs> I usually just keep my mouth shut now and just be like, okay, well you tell me what you want and I'll go get it done, and I just leave it like that. I don't mind the decorating if it's like part of a just. <laughs> Sorry, if it's like part of a tradition, wow. I know. I'm having a, I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> um, that's nothing to laugh about. No, fast, yeah, face, ast. Uh, I don't remember the other three, but if the face is weird, that's a good sign. Oh, they used to do the commercials on the radio. That's how like, how you tell like someone's having a face, attitude. It's not attitude. This could be a public service thing. Yeah. So what is I it? I don't remember what it was. Uh, fast for fast. stroke. Yeah. Just put that in there. <laughs> From the American uh, Stroke Association, fast is face, arm. That's it. Speech arm. and time to call 911. So if your face starts to droop, your arms are weak, speech is difficult, it's time to call 911. Mm-hmm. There you go. So any drunk person on New Year's uh-huh. Eve. <laughs> yeah, they actually they actually have an extended version um, that says be fast, B-E fast. B-E. Starts with balance, yeah. eyes, face, arm, speech, and time. Bowel movement. Mm-hmm. So like, you're right. Every 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 time we do a podcast, should be calling that one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Well, speaking of Sorry. fast, anyway, let's hurry up and get to uh, the beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what I was saying is I don't mind decorating when it's part of a tradition. Like, oh, when, yeah. like if we're going to decorate the tree in the house together, Yeah. I don't mind that. I think that's kind of fun because, well, like a lot of people, like we collect, well, I don't know if other people do this, but every year I buy ornaments for me and Helen and Tate that sort of represent something major oh. that happened that year. Yeah. And so our, our it's like a mishmash of randomness. Um and it's really fun. And the idea is eventually Tate will have a set of, of ornaments he can take with him. But it's fun to like pull those out and remember that things that we have, the the weird whatever the the um ornaments and the memories are. Because it's just it is. It's like going through a scrapbook. So yeah, I anyway. Agree with that. Drinking some beer. So try this again. So uh unfortunately I can't do the pop top because I already did it. <laughs> but okay. Today, we're going to be sipping a delightful brew. I hope it's delightful. I've actually never had anything from this brewery, but there's a brewery in Woodville called Watts Brewing Company. It's a fairly younger brewery, opened in 2015, and they say they um, they get their, they, their brand takes inspiration from the family bee business that started over 50 years ago by Roger Watts, supplying bees to farmers to sustainably pollinate their crops. Nice. So they have a link to the, the bee farm on their, on their page. Uh, and this beer specifically is their American stout. Um, it's the Xylocopa. I don't know if that's Xylocopa. how you actually Xylocopa with an X because mm-hmm. English is dumb. Yeah. Uh, but that is the genus for carpenter bees, which are some of the biggest, most powerful bees out there. Um, and they're also harmless to humans, which I love carpenter bees. They're the best. Actually, I don't. They eat your house. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they're big black bees. <laughs> uh, I love so them. No, I don't. They eat your house. <laughs> and so that, that's where this this stout gets its inspiration from because they're big powerful black bees and this is a supposedly a big coffee flavored beer anyway nice they have a i like their website too um i like that they put the the grains that or the malts that they use in it um some basic details that um their description is very long so i'm not gonna go read through the whole thing probably could have read it already if i just shut up if i just started reading it but well did you pour it in a glass what does it look like i did i poured it i poured it in a glass it is pitch black i can't tell because you got your stupid thingy on for on your zoom where it's all blurry everything's blurry except your face i put on the christmas lights i thought you'd like that i do like that i do like the christmas lights uh well i don't know how to i don't know how to get rid of those Uh, (laughs) i only know how to turn them on i don't know how to turn them off no, That's I turn funny. them on before I sign on, but I I don't see the settings to oh. turn them off. Anyway, it is pitch black. Like you hold it up to light, and you can't see through it. So there's like nice, it's like black, 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 and it's got a kind of a dark, uh, dark brown, fluffy head. Looks very creamy and yeah. delightful. But anyway, well, and I uh, love stouts, so I'm ready. You ready? Me too. Cheers. Mm-hmm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, chocolatey. Yeah, okay. gonna enjoy this. Uh-huh. Cheers. Hmm. That's it's everything good. you want. It's solid. And a yep. stout. Yep. Oh, yeah. You want a chocolate coffee malty. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I want. Yep. That it's got a nice, delicious. a nice, uh, like the, the hops in it balance the, the big malt yeah. profile really well. Not overdone. So, like, this is a case where it's 40 IBUs, which on a lighter beer, you'd think, oh, that's a lot. And, like, it doesn't taste super bitter because it's much more balanced. Yeah. Oh, it's also 6.2%. So, it's pretty light. Uh, 
Yeah. I think it's pretty light. Oh, and it uses a very classic brewing yeast, American ale yeast, um, which is perfect for stouts. So uh, I love it. Nicely done. Fantastic. Good job, Watts. Yeah. That's one that we're going to have to make sure that we put in our, uh, in our, uh, to have again. Yeah. And anyone who listens to this that's around the Seattle area, um, this is a brewery that I highly recommend um, supporting. They're independent. They're relatively small. They're self-distributing. I don't even think they have a tasting room according to their website. Uh, Or they might have a small tasting space. Oh, they do have a tap room. But it started out small and they're kind of just, he started as a home brewer and he's just kind of building it himself. So cool. uh, I just, it's kind of a classic story, but it's a good story. I like it. Yeah. And uh, uh, before we get into the bourbon, uh, we got our Balderdash word of the night. You ready for it? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Balderdash word of the night is Poganip. Poganip? Poganip. Poganip. What is with like nipple? <clears throat> what are we talking things? about the nipple related thing, stuff? It was it was like a tit up. <laughs> tit up. Oh, that's right. Wasn't it last time? So this yeah. is a pogo nip? Pogo nip. Pogo nip. It's the same thing. No, They're synonyms. No, it's not. They're not synonyms. <laughs> a po- pogo nip? Pogo nip. Po- po- are you sure that's how it's said? Yeah. Pogo nip. You can't uh, hear it, but I just play the sound. Pogo nip. No, I can't. Pogo nip. Uh, I have no idea. That's a good one. Uh, Take a guess. Uh... Um, I think that's when uh, it's really cold outside and you take a little bit of whiskey to warm your blood. It's like when a St. Bernard Ooh. comes and gets you in the woods, they give you a poganip. <clears throat> that's good. That was kind of close. Poganip of um, schnapps. Yeah, you're in the realm. You're in the realm. Oh. Yeah, you're Is in the realm. Is it a boozy drink or a boozy word? It's not a boozy word, but you're you're, no. you're in there. And, and it's a dog, it's a dog, dog word. No, it's not a dog word. And so, but you, everyone will find out, including John, at the end of the show when uh, I reveal what right. is. And uh, yeah, so okay. well, look forward to that. Let's not forget. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I haven't been. I almost did last <laughs> week, but I haven't been. I know it's good. Uh, tonight we're having the one hundred proof Rittenhouse Rye whiskey, bottled in bond. This is a Heaven Hills product. Uh, it says Rittenhouse Straight Rye Whiskey has a storied past with a heritage that commemorates Philadelphia's famous Rittenhouse Square. Bottled in bond, today's Rittenhouse carries the distinct spicy flavor that is long associated with the brand. Rittenhouse is the rye whiskey of choice for both mixologists and whiskey aficionados alike. This is a four-year-old 100 proof. Quick reminder of what bottle and bond means. Uh, bottle and bond just meant that it was stored in a government warehouse uh, for up to, I believe it's four years, which is why it says four years. And that way you can know that this was not tampered with or messed with. In order for it to be bottled in bond, it also has to be no less than 100 proof. I can't, Wes, I can't even believe you buy bottle and bond, bottle and bond whiskey. Well, I don't buy it because the government has had the hands on it. That, that's why I, I question your I know ded- dedication to government conspiracies. I get it because <laughs> the bottled and bond lines of some of these brands are phenomenal. Yeah, they are really good. And it's because that's, they're the 100 proof aged four years. I mean, that's why. So, Oh, yeah. They ate, it must be bottled at 50% ABV. Yep. Oh, 
Already. Part so, of the requirement. So the color is quite a red um, color, I would Ooh. say. It's a nice red color to it. The smell is already just my mouth watered as soon as I smelled it. Yeah. It's got like a almost like a oh. spicy cedar aroma. Yeah. I always get like herbal and mint and mm-hmm. tea, like a peppermint tea almost. I get mm-hmm. mm, fruity. Or like spirit, like spearmint. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, cheers. Bottoms up. Ooh, ooh, that was good. <laughs> Click that. Uh, clip that. Mm. Oh, so smooth. Oh, that's so good. Mm, Chocolatey, citrusy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, some spice on that. Yeah the the spice on the tongue like it comes later. It's like yeah. an after effect. Yeah. I did get a little effervescence up my nose, but I think that was more effect function of how I drank it than, <laughs> than the whiskey. Through itself. your nose? That's weird. Well, I think I I did that. I like I I breathed out just a little bit as I was like oh. swishing it around. <laughs> so it's like cleared the nostrils a little bit. It's not cocaine, John. But there is there is. Um, I mean, I didn't do it on purpose there, but one of the things that we learned at a wine tasting class is like it after you take that drink, breathe out your nose mm-hmm. and you'll be able to taste it a little better because the smell is really important. You know, I'm sure. Oh, that's so good. Clean. Mm. Um, that's what it says here on the description. Nice. Clean. Um, I'm sure that after tasting that stout though, it's kind of messed with the, yeah, you got to do a couple <clears> of swishes. <throat> yeah. It's tasty though. That's nice. The tasting notes on this from heaven Hill distillery. Um, it says dried fruits, toffee, sweet peppers for the aroma. Hmm. Sweet peppers. I didn't really get sweet peppers. I always get, like I said, spearmint or something. Yeah. Maybe in like that vegetal kind of way. There's a little bit yeah. of that in there. Uh, their taste, but. they say, is clean, rich. Clean. Clean, yep. clean. Cocoa, citrus, cinnamon, nutmeg, and vanilla. And the finish... Uh, is lingering maple-like spiciness. Mm, maple-like spiciness. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's nice. also considered a bartender's favorite, like I alluded to, or they alluded to in their description. Um, so, yeah. And there's a whole section, if you go to the Heaven Hill website, which will be in the show link show notes, um, it'll talk all about the history of Rittenhouse Rye, and uh, its place in American history. So this is, you know, this is a, a really well-known um, bourbon or whiskey, mm-hmm. excuse me, rye whiskey. So, yeah. And, you know, lots of people make drinks out of it. Manhattan's, Old Fashioned's, you name it. Mm, people, yeah. people like this one. And the price point is actually really decent. I mean, I don't think this was even over $30 to total wine anymore. I can't remember. It was so long ago, mm. but... Yeah, this with with a with a cherry and and a little splash of orange bitters. Yeah, yum. You know what I, I found out it. about Total Wine and More? Tell me a thing. Okay, I'll tell you this thing. I go there yeah. and I'm looking. I don't have any balconies anymore, and I love balconies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking, and all they have is the regular balcony single malt, and I and they used to have the I want to say Madura line. I might be right, and. Uh, there at Total Wine and More, but all they had was just this one bottle, and they used to have like several bottles. They even used to have their rye. So I asked the guy, I said, "So, 
I says to the guy, I said, hey, guy. I, I says to the I guy. I says to the guy, uh, what hey, gives? Uh, why is there no balconies what here? What do with the balconies? And he says, oh, we're about to get rid of it. You could tell by the color of the tag. It's purple. And I go, why are you going to get rid of it? This is probably like one of the best single malts you guys got in here. He goes, corporate doesn't care. All it cares about is sales. And if this thing ain't selling, we ain't having it. And, just like uh, that. Just like that. <laughs> And I said, well, 23 skadoo, my friend. I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> so they had none, but th- they didn't even have some that you could buy? No, they just had they had their regular single malt, and I didn't buy it because I was just kind of flabbergasted by what I saw there. Uh, mm. He kind of told me that if, if the tag is purple, that means they're about to run out of stock and they won't be restocking it. So that you can know at Total Wine and More, like, this is kind of the last call. And then he kind of showed me what tags also were like the half-off tags. I think the red tags are half-off or on sale. Um, I got a I got a bottle of Stranahan's Sherry Cast Single Malt, which is actually really Ooh. good. And I got it for, I think, like $30 off or something like that. It was oh, some stupid price. Yeah. So like that. that was also one that they were going to get rid of because no one's buying it. So I thought that was really dumb. And I really I like Balconies, you- and I got to find now a way to get it. When it's on the purple tag, is it discounted <clears throat> or is it just purple? It's just purple. It's not discounted. I wonder if it you went means. in there and like, hey, 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 big fella, what if I cleaned you out? <laughs> Ew. Would you would you give me a good price on that? What if I pushed in your stool? No, no, oh God, you had to make it gross. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's a different thing. That would be okay. Yeah, well, let's not talk about that. Yeah. They have the Texas pot still bourbon and the blue corn whiskey, which are not yeah. my favorites at Bevmo, but they just don't have mm-hmm. it at Total Wine and More, which is a bummer. I like Total Wine and More, but there's not one close to me. Yeah, so I w- it's quite quite a hike. There is like a really sketchy liquor store, <laughs> um, like I don't know, it's like two miles from here. It's really big and their price is really good. Yeah. But like the floor's coming up and it's like in half of an old Safeway grocery store. Ooh. And they just like <clears throat> put booze in the the freezers. In <laughs> it's a plastic like bag. Yeah, they're like they didn't like <laughs> they didn't change anything. They just Aww. moved a bunch of alcohol into it. Yeah. Uh, uh into a store that probably needs a new roof. It's gotcha. it's a little r- rickety and rough, but they're really nice and there's always some guy there with no teeth asking for a deal. Are they uh, like mob owned or something? Well, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I had this thought the other day. Yeah. Actually, this morning as I was walking, <laughs> I, I walk about half an hour to the train every day. Yeah. Um, it's a really great way to start and finish my day because it like separates home and work. Um, and on my <laughs> on my route today, I my whole thought the entire time was like, if I found a bag of like three million dollars in cash, how would I launder it? <laughs> like what? It what wasn't. Would I, I could find out who the owner of this is. No, it was like, how would I? How would I make it so it seemed legit? Like, what <laughs> kind of business would I get into that I could just like slowly feed this into my bank account? Uh huh. Like, I've 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 seen enough where like I I can I can fudge this, but then I, then I went down all the roads, all the different dis, the ideas, and then I was like, oh god, the easiest one's right in front of your face. Uh-huh. A cash only, a cash only bar, cash only dive bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like there's one right down the road, Sports Tap. Guarantee it's a money laundering operation. Yeah, three dollar course lights. They're like, oh, that's three dollars to you and six dollars into my register. There you go. Yeah, so there you go. They're just slowly getting it in there. 
They're real nice too. They give you microwave popcorn if you ask nicely. Oh, really? Which is which is kind of strange. <laughs> like you're at your dad's house. Well, yeah, the first time I didn't some even popcorn? ask. The the gal just gave it to me. She's like, "Hey, have some popcorn with your beer." That's so right. That. That's awesome. The place's characters, the accents in there. It's like you're like next to a like a port. It's like it sounds like a bunch of longshoremen with New England accents. It's so good. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I love it. It's fun. You, when you come out, we'll go. Yeah. Well, you haven't uh, you haven't spent a Thanksgiving in um, Rhode Island yet, right? Because no. either it's here in Seattle or you go to um, Paul and uh, Anna's. Yeah. Last year we went to Tulsa. Yeah. Um, That's the first time we did that, and this time we're going there again. This will probably be the last time we do that. Why? Uh, well, it's well. First of all, it's not cheap to fly around places. Yeah, um, it's and not? this is like <laughs> no. And this is this. Helen and I started getting into this mode of like, we started noticing that most of our friends don't hang out with us unless we engage. And it's like with Anna and Paul, uh, like we love them dearly, but not once have they ever offered to come to us. Oh yeah, and and we've been having Thanksgiving together for like 12 years or something yeah. ridiculous, 10 years. It's been a while, like <clears throat> since before we bought property in Chelan. Yeah. Um, Cause that's why we ended up in Chelan. And so we're like, you know, if they really, if they value it as much as we do, then they can make the effort this time. Yeah. Um, and if not, um, we don't need to keep doing that. Like we, we love them very much, but it needs to be balanced. And uh, right now it's not. Yeah. And it's not that we don't want to, but it's like, we're, we're living by coastal. We have two households. We're already traveling a lot. Yeah, um, traveling more is not really not, not something we want to continue to do. It's not really sustainable. No, it's not. So, well, not unless you're you know multimillionaire. And yeah, you could just jet no, set around the I, world. I am. I am not because Wes will not let me have corporate sponsors. That's right. It's all my fault. That's right. I well, need and a, you know, maybe like maybe a, they can't really afford it either. You know, considering they're on the well, one yeah, income, I, yeah, exactly. And he's got and his so own the, small business and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Last year when we went, that that was our big deciding factor. Like, we'll go visit them. We'll go to them because we can afford it. And you know, they're trying to get this business up and running. And you know, it's it's and it's not a negative. I mean, I know I, it kind of sounded like I was complaining about them. No, it's, no, it, no, that's no. not what I mean. I know. Um, it just it's just too much for for one side to do it each time. Yeah. We would love to spend Thanksgiving with them. We always love spending time with them, but it just can get kind of hard. Yeah. No, I get that. So, I do. And we've essentially given up spending that time with anybody else for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you guys used to go out to Chelan with them. Uh, yeah, every every year we go to Chelan. That yeah. was our that was our thing and then they moved. Yeah. And then they moved, so that made it harder. So anyway, yeah. what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm going over to my dad's. Um, I already Love got the, we already got the tables set tonight. I'm going to go over there after this and help him brine the turkey, and mm-hmm. then he's going to come over here to, uh, Thursday morning so I can smoke the turkey. And uh, yeah, everyone's bringing stuff. Scott and his family's going to bring stuff. Um, Max and Danelle are going to bring stuff. Um, you know, Dana's mom is going to be there. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be like 16 people. Oh, I love it. So quite a big house. Dad's excited. Um, he's a little out of his element, but we kind of, I'm, I'm going over there every day and kind of doing a little bit more and doing a little bit more. So he feels like we don't have to do things. It's so funny because yesterday <clears throat> we got, we moved the table and some furniture so we can get some other tables. And I said, well, let's get the plates out. No, we could do that Thursday. He says, and I go, well, no, we should do it right now. 
He's like, oh, okay. Then we get out the tables. And I said, well, how about the silverware? No, we could do that Thursday. I was like, dad, you don't want to do any of this stuff on Thanksgiving day. Yeah. It's no well, your mom always did. And I said, yeah, but mom knew what she was doing. We don't. <laughs> like, <Yeah. we're> <laughs> like, let's be as prepared as we can. <laughs> and he's like, okay. You know, and he's, he's really, you know, he's, he's, he'll, he'll go with the flow. But you can hey, tell he's amicable. he's a bit yeah he's he's a bit out of his his element but I I really don't mind helping and and so uh, yeah we got we got that and uh, we got lots of pies and turkey and ham love it, love it. he has to have a ham because my mom always made a ham as well <laughs> as a turkey and I'm like good lord this is so much food was it didn't oh, what was the meal we came over where Helen left the peas in the pie. She left the peas in the pot. What, oh, what was that? that I feel was, like that was Thanksgiving related because uh, we did we did we did the pinata, and we wanted to fill it with wild turkey. Wasn't that a Christmas one, or was Maybe that Thanksgiving? Christmas. I think it was a Christmas one. I think you guys came yeah, over for a Christmas, Christmas one. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that was that funny. Was fun. Yeah, that was good times. <laughs> yeah, I miss my mom a lot. Um, so yeah, for sure. You know, this is going to be a little weird of a Thanksgiving, but. Um, I mean, we'll get through You'll it. You'll be we'll surrounded by great people, so that'll be good. Yeah, but we'll miss you guys. And I know you have yeah, your own we'll thing going too. on, but it'd be nice to have you guys there as well. And yeah. I, uh, we watched the Husky game last Saturday at my dad's house, and so I asked Max to come over because he's home so he can meet my brother. Because mm-hmm. my brother was kind of like, well, who are these people that you're also inviting? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever met these people. That's I, fair. I know. But at the same time, it's like Thanksgiving is a time where you kind of bring strangers to a a thing and you, you know, and everyone gets to know mm-hmm. them. It, it just makes for a more interesting company. But I think he just kind of wanted to make sure that wasn't bringing weirdos over. You should have told him like, it's just, it's, it's like when you bring a girlfriend over for Thanksgiving to meet the family the first time. Yeah. But there are a couple, there are a couple <clears throat> date. Yeah. There are a couple date. That's right. There you go. There are a couple date. Um, yeah, but not, not in the weird way, not in the German dungeon porn way. So, why does it have to be dungeon porn? Why can't it just be a regular basement with mirrors all over? <laughs> well, because that's not what the Cards Against Humanity says. It says German dungeon porn. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of Thanksgiving, um, you you brought up the subject. So I was like, "Hey, what do you want to talk about?" And uh, you said, "Is Thanksgiving bullshit?" <laughs> Question <Yeah>. mark. <laughs> <laughs> So what did you mean by that, John? Well, like, you know, I like we grow up with such whitewashed versions of things. And like our version of mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is so happy-go-lucky. And it was like the pilgrims showed up, they high-fived the Indians, and they were the best fist of friends forever. <laughs> yeah. Right? It, like, that's not really how it went. <laughs> so there's a lot of death, a lot of, a lot of fighting. A lot of disease. And, like, yeah, the first Thanksgiving was like a truce between the Native Americans that, that were living there. Uh, and the the settlers. Um, so I was reading about it a little bit, and I've always known that it's a little more complicated than we like to to make it seem. There was a feast, mm-hmm. uh, but it lasted three days, and mm-hmm. it was something like a hundred. I think that the records say it was like ninety pilgrim men and fifty or sixty uh, Native American men. Yeah, it took a, the natives like two days to walk there, so they stayed for three days, and it was they played games and they ate, and it was apparently a pretty good time, but. There's a lot of other shit that happened around it. There's a lot of tension. Uh, it just it, there's a lot of murder, a lot of fighting, um, uneasy truces. 
Uh, so I just, anyway, I just, I think it's, I think it's interesting. When I say bullshit, I mean like our like polished up version of Thanksgiving is bullshit. I like the idea behind it where it's like, let's come together. Let's be thankful for what we have. Let's break bread and enjoy time together. Like yeah. what we've turned it into is good, but like the start of it is kind of nonsense. Yeah. I, I remember I was, I was thinking about it and growing up in school, not necessarily at home in school. It was, um, craft days leading up to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So you made pilgrim hats with the buckle turkeys. and you made turkeys, the hand turkeys, with the hand turkeys. Yep, absolutely. And then you cut out a bunch of feathers and some pe- some kids were Indians, um, which was not even a word that they actually enjoyed themselves. Indians. Nope. Neither was native Americans. Cause that wasn't even the lexicon, but no, nope. when they came together as many tribes, they you know they were known as Indians, really, and and then you know yeah they all kind of hung out and high you're right high fived each other they all ate some turkey, which was a weird thing too turkey and then they uh, you know then they were like cool well let's live peacefully together and they're like yeah that's great here have all our land, <laughs> and the Europeans were like yeah we'll take your yeah, land sure thanks for giving we'll us your it. land we gave you turkey you give us land I mean that's a fair deal deal's a deal. Um, yeah. And then as I got older, I, you know, you start realizing, well, the Wanapogs were, you know, taken advantage of when the pilgrims bought land from the Wanapog Indians, they thought they were just, you know, um, you know, using their land to live on, not, yeah, they were allowing them to use it. Not yes. Not they were buying it. it. Yes. Owning <laughs> yeah. it. And, yeah. and so the pilgrims kind of took advantage of them, of course, and the Europeans at that time, and they took all mm-hmm. their land. And then when the Wanapogs tried to basically uh, get other tribes involved to go against the pilgrims, uh, the pilgrims put that down in, mm-hmm. uh, in what is known as the um, – what's the name of it? I had it right here because I wrote it down today. King Philip's War. Yes, yes, the King Philip's War. Uh, yeah. Do you so, know who King Philip was? That wasn't his real name, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, that was like one of the, that was the leader of the Wanapog tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was like his Anglo name yeah, that they gave Anglo him. Name. That's what they That's referred right. to him as, yeah. as King Philip. So yeah, it was the King Philip's War or whatever they called it anyway. And so as yeah, I, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I, I, I love, I love that you read up on this too. Cause it's like, it's, it's far more interesting. And I also, like being here, so I'm like right down the street from Plymouth. Oh yeah, that's where right. I'm at now. Yeah, and like the the way it's celebrated here is different than on. This is like the cultural differences between and when living in a big country is the way that you interact in some of these holidays um, are different. And um, while they celebrate Thanksgiving similar for the most part around here, there are also a lot of um, remembrance ceremonies. So the local tribes use Thanksgiving as a day to remember the ones who died when the pilgrims came. So it's, it's much more somber for a lot of people here than we would ever think. Cause by the time people traveled to the West coast, they forgot all of that and turned sure. it into something sure. that was more like, let's sure. get together as family. It's not a bad thing. It's just, we just don't think about it. Manifest it's destiny, faces. baby. That's right. White people and guns. <laughs> <laughs> we just, it was, it was ordained by Jesus. Well, it kind of came, comes back to what we talked Jesus about. Jesus was here before last, white, before they I know, came in. I know. But uh, yeah, according to the Mormons, native Americans are just <laughs> brown Jewish people. Um, they're just another Israelite but they, tribe, but they won't be brown for long. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, <laughs> <laughs>
That was terrible. That was funny. Um, For those who don't know, <laughs> there used to be, the Book of Mormon has changed a lot, and there used to be a prophecy in the Book of Mormon that said that dark skin was a curse yeah. from God, and then in like Demons. three generations, it would be lifted, or however many generations it was, and there'd be no more dark-skinned people. Yeah. yeah. And then when they realized that that was total Whoopsie. bullshit, they're like, well, maybe we'll just take that out. Make yeah, the new sense. prophet came in and said, no. Like, uh, yeah, I think black people are just black people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of like last week when we talked about curiosity. It's it's the myth of the West, right? So mm-hmm. there's the the one that, I, that you and I were probably taught here in the Northwest was the mythology of Thanksgiving. Yeah, for sure. And And so we were taught a... Uh, you know, like a Greek story, basically, of conquering heroes and, uh, you know, peasant people who were givers. And well, uh, yeah, it was like people who were looking for freedom uh, from religion, yeah. of religion, however you want to state, state it, yeah. to try to find a new place to be able to practice freely. Yep. Uh, and came here and there were natives and they shared things and they were best friends. Yeah. Yeah, which is and obviously they played, just, and they played games exactly, which is obviously not <laughs> as we know it. So, and I always thought it was interesting because the that they taught us that and then didn't teach us basically uh, another better, I think, Thanksgiving, which is Abraham Lincoln's pro- proclamation of Thanksgiving being a national holiday. Which I find much better because it's about unifying a war-torn country. Yeah. You know, it's it's during the Civil War. Uh, there was a woman named Sarah Josephia Hale who wanted to make Thanksgiving a national holiday. She even wrote a book. And in that book, she talked about a Thanksgiving, a unifying uh, national meal or holiday. And this is where the concept of the turkey comes in, too is from this book, which talks about a turkey on Thanksgiving, which is why we eat turkey on Thanksgiving is because of this lady who wrote this in her book. We're all like, yeah, let's have turkey for that. We could have anything we want, by the way. It could have been a roast mm-hmm. beef dinner, but nope, it's turkey. The <laughs> the meat that we eat only on, on November 24th. <laughs> you know what's even better about that? I In like June, I cooked a turkey and had friends over and people at work thought I was a weird, like a crazy person. <laughs> Is it Thanksgiving? It was like, dude. They're like, who cooks a turkey on not Thanksgiving? Well, I do. I fucking love turkey. I I'll know, cook the, the shit like all the time. I know. Like, why do I, what are you, why is that weird? Yeah. Well, you could have had ham. What? Yeah. I had a turkey. It was in my freezer, so I cooked it. Well, the, have you ever read the proclamation from Abraham Lincoln? Uh, yes, but it's been a very, very long time. So I'll read it real quick because it's it's not long. It's like three paragraphs. Um, so this was in October 3rd, 1863. He says, The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever watchful providence of almighty God in the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression. Peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. 
while that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines, as well of iron and coal as of the precious metals, have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege in the battlefield, and the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel has devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also, with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, and tranquility in the Union. In testimony whereof, I hereunto set my hand and cause the seal of the United States to be affixed. So he saw it as a way that we could bring our country together in unity, that we can rejoice in how our country, despite this thing that's going on, is still prospering, that freedom will continue to grow, and that hopefully this war will end, mm-hmm. which I think sounds like a much better <laughs> thing to celebrate on Thanksgiving than... Yeah, for sure. Coming together, yeah. putting aside our differences... Yeah, because if we think about what's going on in our country right now, we're so polarized, mm-hmm. we're so fractured, we're we so... We just need Uncle Bob to stop talking about the gays. <laughs> yeah. Just not now. Yeah, stop saying homosexual as homosexuals. <laughs> yeah. And just, yep. you know, focus on things that we can, you know, that we all want to prosper from, Yeah, you, you know, sure. as a country. And we're not, man. It's, it's so polarizing. So... To me, it's mm-hmm. like, I wish I would have heard that. And then, you know, as soon as I read stuff that it's, you know, kind of a very, it's very much more of a prayer to God. Um, I can see why it wasn't taught in public schools. Yeah. Like this, this is one of those places too, where like I have an issue with crazy people. <laughs> it's like, like, can't you get past like the God talk and like focus on the actual meaning? Like, I don't understand why it offends, like, like why you struggle so much and why people talking about God bothers you so much. Like, just don't care. Like, why you, if you don't believe it exists, why do you care so much? Sure. Like, yeah. It affects you yeah. in no way. I know. So, like, focus on the message. The message isn't like, come to Jesus and he'll buy you a turkey. Yeah. 
it like it's a it's a message of being together and acceptance and harmony, which I think is great. Yeah, I mean, so, don't we okay, want the so, same thing? So we want civil yeah, like, war to end. We want all those yeah. that have been affected by it in horrible ways to be provided for and healed from. Yeah. And so what if you don't believe that these gifts came from God? Like yeah. you can still acknowledge the things that you've received over the years are gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like, I agree. Just let that shit go. Yeah. <laughs> just let that go. Like, come on. Just by the way, here's, it. here's a fun one. Do you know, did you see who actually drafted this for Lincoln? Uh, yeah. His secretary of state. Yeah. William H. Seward. Yeah. Which is, uh, he's got a lot of history in Seattle. Oh, does he? I didn't know that. Oh, Seward Park. Yes, Seward Park. Gotcha. Yep. That's right. And Alaska, Seward's Folly. Yep. That's yep. why we. he's the reason we have Alaska. $7 million he bought Alaska for. Damn, that, that was, was a, a deal. deal. <laughs> it's full of nothing right now. <laughs> so people yeah. want to be left alone. And well, Sarah When Palin. he bought it, it was like wasteland. And sure. now it's full of gold and oil yeah, I and know. timber. Yeah. So, and yeah, untouched you really that way. That one up, Seward. It's really beautiful um, out there too. So. It is gorgeous for sure. Be thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I think no, I no, think that's if, beautiful. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's that's a uh, fantastic. I think fantastic, if a president uh, was to now uh, make a proclamation about Thanksgiving, they should talk about you know unifying this country, not being fractured, finding places where we can have common ground on things. Yeah, and, but that's. That's where we kind of live in this problem, right? Is is like, well, definitely Trump's not going to do it because that's just not his. That's not his mo. No, he's he he's a antagonist. That's that's his role. Yep. Um, and it doesn't matter what Biden says. People who are Trump supporters will will say he's full of shit, no matter what. Like, we're in this moment where. Well, I'd say likewise. You know, I think yeah. Biden supporters, yeah, both, if Trump said it, they'd be like, no, this guy's yeah, up to for something. Sure. Yeah. And actually there's, there's, um, uh, there, oh, I can't remember years ago, somebody put together like who said it, like, have you ever seen the who said it? That's quotes. So you don't know who said it. And then, oh, like, sure. You attribute yeah. To somebody. There's some really good ones. Um, like Obama had a lot of really good quotes, but like people hated Obama and anything that came out of his mouth was terrible. But like, if you didn't know who it was coming from, you would think that was great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, we need to stop like judging the statement simply because of whose mouth it came out of. Sure. And listen to what the words and the meanings and the intention are. And we do this too often. We jump to conclusions. We pick a side without actually knowing what that side is, which is horseshit, which yeah. is like, it's bringing it back around. That's like completely the complete antithesis of Thanksgiving, which is about coming together and being thankful for what we do have. Yeah, not fighting. Yeah, <laughs> even even though Thanksgiving is notorious family, notorious for family fights. Yeah, I mean maybe we never got in family fights in my house. Did they get in family fights at your house? No. Yeah. No. I I, I think that's kind of a myth too. I think there are certain families that might they might have old uncle like Harry the loud over minority. there. Sure. Yeah, I really do think so. Because most people that I talk to, there wasn't an antagonist unless. You know, unless you had a drunk in the family who just popped off because he's been drinking too yeah. much or something, and like then that. it's like fuck off and go home. Yeah, exactly. but it's like I think I think back like as, as we're talking about this, I think about Guys Weekend when we went to um, Desert Air with all the fellas, and it's very clear that we all kind of have different views. We're all like on some sort of 
range of viewpoints of things we believe, <laughs> but we all had a really good time together. Yeah. And we did get drunk and it didn't turn into a shit yeah. show. And we did shoot guns next to one another and we didn't blast yeah. each other away. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I like, I really appreciated that because I like, I, I, you can tell people like have their views or little things they say and, you know, they're little jabs they give and they know they're giving it like in a playful way. But like, I also mean this, but it's not meant to start a fight. Yeah. You know, no one's like ready to, to brawl over these like little no. nuanced conversations. Like the reality is we're here to have a good time. We want to shoot guns and play golf and drink beer and yeah. And we're old men. So we'll, we'll take a lot of naps. <laughs> I didn't take a single nap. I don't know what I these didn't old take a nap either. These guys are all younger than me. <laughs> no, no, they're all like they're all more tired than I am. Day. Like, what are you doing? Well, <laughs> jokes on them. I had kids early, and they have kids now, so <laughs> I'm done. I think that all the I think that all the time people at work are really surprised when I'm like, my kids graduated. He's 19 years old. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm well, almost an empty nester. Yeah, when we're at church, almost. church on Sunday, you know, we're saying hi. You know, that awkward minute after worship before the service. Or before the pastor speaks, you have to turn to your neighbor and say good morning. And if you're mm-hmm. new at the church, you don't know anybody. So it's like, hey, and you, you got to say your name four times. So then you turn to your wife and you be like, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. Hold on for as long as possible. Well, Nathan went with us and I'm like, uh, this is my son, Nathan. And you know, Dana was asking them because she's really good at that. Like, oh, how many kids do you guys have? Oh, we have three. Our youngest is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is my youngest. <laughs> I point to Nathan and he's <laughs> you know, taller than me and. 12 feet Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> and they look at us and they don't think that we should have, you know, a 20-year-old as our youngest. And, you know, and then I kind of I kind of enjoy that. I kind of enjoy shocking people like that. Yeah, it is pretty fun. I think people at work are surprised when they hear that I have a 19-year-old. I think they think I had him when I was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're not that old. Like, do you yeah. see that my beard is like getting white? I'm Grandpa Johnny. She's like, but you're like so fun. Yeah. I hope you can be me someday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be like you, Grandpa. <laughs> I, I had a I had a coworker tell me that one day. She's much younger. She's probably just under 30. And she says, John, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> I don't really know how to take that. Yeah. How old do you think I am? Yeah. Well, uh, if you start anyway, shaving now, you'll have a beard by Christmas. That's it. <laughs> If I start shaving now over a beard 10 minutes after I shave. Yeah. Not me, man. It takes a while, but yeah. So, I mean, uh, again, I think Thanksgiving is, should be a time for, uh, you know, family, for unity to, you know, put away the things that separate us to find common ground and, and forgiveness. If there needs to be forgiveness in a family, you know, I think it's a, there's, Thanksgiving should be a healing time. One of the yeah, things. It should be time to come together. Yeah. One of the things on my dad's step side of the family uh, when I was a kid, everyone had to go around the room before dinner and say what they're thankful for. Can I, t- can I tell you something? Yeah. I hate that. Oh, I, I hate that. love it. I that, hate it. That's so funny that we're so opposite <laughs> on that. I absolutely hate it. It just feels so awkward. And Yeah, it does. So, but I, it's for, So I'll let you finish in just a sec. But for me, it, it I don't like it because it's for the same reason I don't like the, um, Valentine's Day. Like, why would I wait until that day to share those things? I understand. That's why. That's why it feels like like forced. Like, I should, like, it could be June 15th, and I should tell you that I'm thankful for you being in my life. Yeah. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for this house, or I'm thankful for whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Like, why wait till 
till Valentine's Day to, to buy flowers and tell your wife you love her. Yeah, I understand. That's all. Sorry. Sorry. That's my, I'll let it go. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, I see it Deep as, down. so like Sunday, Sunday at church was a testimony Sunday. And since this is a new church to us, we didn't know they were going to do this. And so we brought Nathan and he wasn't enjoying it. I think he thought, thought it was kind of boring because while they played worship, people could come up and they could give testimony to mm-hmm. how God's been working in their life. And I love that because actually that's that's very biblical to to give thanks to God in church and to make a testimony of it. And it, it edifies the body. Um, and Do you know the Mormons do that every every fast? So the first Sunday of every month is fast Sunday, and that is always testimony day. That's great. And anyone can go up. I think those are I think those are good things because it edifies the body that you know God is working or there's something going on or maybe there's something I need to pray for people. Um, you know, we had you know there were some characters that went up there and gave long stories. One guy looked like Dana Carvey, and I thought that was really funny. And he gave a really <laughs> long weird story. And uh, and other people were struggling in their marriages, and they were you know especially during COVID when they were home with each other and. And everything was going on, and so their stress levels were already high. And you know, you're a newlywed mm-hmm. couple, and you're trying to figure stuff out. And yeah, for sure, you know. But you know, God worked through their lives and and helped them out. And as they prayed and sought counsel and guidance, and call it what you will. But I thought that was really important in the same way in which I think it's kind of cool when you're with family and you get to hear what they're thankful for. And, mm. you know, maybe if, you've, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I'm not really thankful for much or whatever, if you're hearing something, it kind of sparks something and you're like, yeah, I guess I could be thankful for that. And I think there's something that kind of turns inside of you that feels like, okay, things aren't that bad and th- there's a lot I could be thankful for. And, well, you know, Uncle Bob over here, he's going through cancer and yet, you know, he's sitting here just thankful he's alive for another one, you know, <laughs> and you know what I mean? Just those kind of things, it helps you mm-hmm. put stuff in perspective. Yeah, so for, for me, sure. I know it, it doesn't mean, and I agree with you, I'm not, I, this is this is a, a controversial take. I don't like Christmas. I, give a gift whenever you feel like it. Like, don't make it like yeah. this like horrible feeling that I have to hurry up and go get a gift for someone. Otherwise, they're going to think I'm a shitty person. It's like. Yeah, I feel the same way. Okay, I, I, And for the same reason. Yeah. No, it's, and it's not country. I mean, it's not contradictory. I, I see your point. And if it's done, like if Thanksgiving to me, it just, it feels forced a lot. Sure. Like, like it's the, like, let's go around the room one by one and you have to say what you're thankful for. I don't like that. I know. I get it. But if it's like, uh, you know, we'd just like to open up to anyone who wants to say mm-hmm. what they're thankful for to get the conversation going. And it's just like, like, if you don't feel comfortable saying something, you shouldn't be forced to say something. Cause then you're going to say like, well, I love my mom and dad and I'm thankful that they bought me an Xbox. Yeah. Like, I don't get so. <laughs> Which know, is like, as your parent, you're like, that's all you care about, you little shit. Like, uh, aren't you thankful that you woke up this morning because they didn't murder you? That's right. <laughs> Eat your young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's why it's like, it's a little bit of a struggle. But I, um, I don't like the gift giving on Christmas for the same reason. Mm. It feels forced and, and yeah. like, uh, but I do love, I mean, we're on this holiday kick. I do love what at our house we've turned it into with our misfits Christmas yeah. where it's just a get together and yeah. it's low key, wear pajamas, watch movies, play games. It's all, it's like, it's like a second Thanksgiving almost, Yeah. but with lower expectations, yeah. <laughs> which is right up our alley. <laughs> well, John, I'm thankful for you. 
Oh, and I'm thankful is... that even as you know, you and I could have had a friendship that was very non-communicative, and I think we would have mm-hmm. been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so thankful that week after week I get to chat with you and and talk to you and and do this podcasting. This is you know. I know this helps you, but, you know, realize this also helps me and that, you know, I get to maintain this friendship that I really feel is important. So, yeah, I'm very thankful for you and Helen and Tate. Mm-hmm. So, it, all, you guys oh, are all very, that. very important to us. Yeah. Tate, Tate and Nate had a, a good moment the other day that I heard about. I won't share it entirely on here, but they had a, a rough spot because Tate was being a poop and he was going through some stuff and it, it was really sweet of Nate. He mentioned that he probably didn't respond the way that he should have as a friend, which That's is nice. like really big of him. Yeah. Like just, I love it. I love that. He is like willing to like raise his hand and be like, you know what? I could have done better. That's good. It's, and it's not like accepting what you did, but it all is not, I can't. It's like when people make excuses for their behavior because of something somebody else did. Yeah. It was like he, Nate had that moment of realization. Like I shouldn't be, acting in a certain way because of the way you're acting. Yeah. I should still be the person that I know I should be. So it was really, it was a good moment. So it's like, it's, it's one of those moments where I'm like, Oh, our, our little boys might <laughs> turn into adults someday. <laughs> our little boys <laughs> actually so. might be okay. Yeah. That's the fear. That's good. So I'm really, I'm really thankful for that. I, I know it's a struggle, but like, you know, having you and your family as friends, um, uh, as family, really, uh, and being included in your events and and just always being welcomed um, has meant the world to me. It's meant the world to us. Uh, we love you guys so much. Um, I can't say enough how valuable you two are to us and our family and you specifically with our being able to have these conversations and uh, sometimes releases and sometimes silliness. You got to have both. Yeah, that's uh, true. And, and I appreciate it all. Yeah. Oh, I'd hug you right now if you were home. <laughs> do you ever, do you, do you, you know, that's funny you say that. One of my favorite lines, you remember the show King of the Hill? This is like yes, not related to I anything. I love King of the about. Hill. One of my favorite moments ever was, I don't even remember what Bobby did, but but Hank goes, Bobby, if you weren't my son, I'd hug, I'd you. hug you. That <laughs> <laughs> boy ain't right. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's so good. I love that show. Any, any, anywho. Well, John, it's yeah. about that time, buddy. It certainly is. So let's, what's the, uh, what's the word? Give us the word. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, the word tonight was poganip. 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 I got a question for you. This might help. Is poganip smoke from a campfire, bee pollen, Frozen fog or smelly fish guts? Bee pollen. Bee pollen. You choose bee, bee pollen. You are incorrect, sir. What is it? Oh, I have that. Hold on. (laughs) I thought I had that. You get the right one. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Poganup is a frozen fog. Formed in the oh. coldest weather in the mountain valleys of Idaho, Nevada, Colorado. When inhaled, Ooh. it often produces severe pulmonary trouble. It's frozen fog. I've been in this. Pogan. I know exactly what you're talking I'm about. I'm sure it's you awful. do. That's why I was like. That's 
That's why you got to cover up your face so you're not breathing it directly in. It hurts. Yep. I thought you might know that. That's why I was kind of a little surprised that you didn't get it. I've never heard it called that before. Frozen fog, yes. Shitty weather. I don't know. Idaho uh, don't use no many words. Yeah. Is that loud to you? Uh, No, it's reasonable. Okay. Wow, it's loud as hell to me. Can't turn it down for whatever reason. I think I can hear. I must be hearing it through your microphone. There you go. Okay. Anyways, uh, this is Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash episode 82. Get it. We had Watts Brewing Company, uh, American Stout. We had a Rittenhouse Rye Bottle and Bond, which was also delicious. And uh, hold on, man. Dude, that is so loud. I can't even hear myself. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. It's still loud. Like, I turn it down on my thing here, and it won't turn down. That is so <laughs> What's with that? You know, I'm, even gonna play sound. I'm not even going to play that song, because it's just, just I can't even hear later. myself. I'll add it later. <laughs> no, I won't, because right. it'll be over this. Anyways, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I don't have any donations from this week, uh, but I, I know we have listeners out there, and we just thank you so much. You can find us on mm-hmm. Fountain.fm. You can find us on Podcast Guru Podverse and uh, any new podcast apps. And you can actually go to newpodcastapps.com and you can find a new podcast player and one that's awesome. One that shows you when uh, your favorite podcasts go live, one that you can give boostergrams to. You can actually interact with the hosts and you can talk to them. Um, you know, all sorts of cool features. There's chapters, there's artwork. All kinds of cool stuff that, you know, a lot of people who are making podcasts are doing. So we just mm-hmm. invite you to, you know, participate and get a new podcast app. Ditch Apple. Ditch all those guys. They got nothing on what's going on from very creative people. Newpodcastapps.com. Not a sponsor, by the way. No, no. But you should support them, too. Yes. I only say that because <laughs> the way you ended it was like was like an infomercial almost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get it now! Now, no, no! Newpodcastapps.com Newpodcastapps.com <laughs> Oh my gosh. John, so you have a happy Thanksgiving. You do the same and I look forward to seeing you in December. Yep, absolutely. Good Give night, everyone. Give my face a big old hug. Yeah, Good night. Give my face a hug. Do we really... I, I think in the new year, my resolution is I'm not going to say fuck at the end of the thing anymore. Okay. That's why you don't have to. All right. Fuck. (laughs) 